Craftsman podcast is sponsored by Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries. From hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, shop carts, wood glue, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Lux LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. And welcome back. <laughs> um, Rob is absent today. He's a little under the weather, but I am joined by our good buddy, Keith. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Two Bit Woodworks. Yes. Um, before I forget, there's a paper. It's probably the top paper over there. Yes. You're going to have to be the fill-in ad read today. So uh, we'll find a segue into that somewhere uh, about halfway in. Okay. If I don't forget, which happens pretty much every week. All of them? Uh, the pink is pink is you. Pink is me. Um, so yeah, what's been up? Not much. Uh, just got in a new house about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Finally starting to get the shop kind of moving. Um, starting actually recording again. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of... Mess, not a lot. I've gotten a few messages saying, you know, hey, we haven't seen any videos from you in a while. Like, what's up? What's going on? So it's just been a very, I think ever since I had the shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. it's kind of been like, uh, you know, I'll work in a shop and then I'll take a break and then I'll work in a shop and then take a break. And soccer has a very strong hold on free time. Yeah. So we were talking about that at Maker Camp. That's the last time we saw you was Maker Camp. Yep. And um, so your son was on what, two travel teams? He's on, he plays for one travel team, but he's on like the A and the B team. Mm-hmm. He's kind of in between. Um, there's controversy with that, but you know, <laughs> it is, it is what it is. Um, it's, it is soccer, you know, it's, it's pay to play system, but yeah, it, he enjoys it. He has fun with it, but it takes up a lot of time. It's crazy when we were kids, you know, I mean, did you play sports? I did. I played soccer, hockey. Yeah, I played football, lacrosse. And I mean, I, I feel like there was definitely a time commitment. Maybe it's because I didn't play soccer. I think soccer is pretty hardcore. Um, but it wasn't like, I feel like it wasn't as big of a time commitment back then. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did like the New Jersey State team for a while. I was a goalie. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now there's all these academies and everything. And that's yeah. where he plays is at an academy. So you know, we're in a new league, so we're going up. Like Saturday, he's got a game in Connecticut. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, we've had games up Pier 40, uh, which is really cool. We've had some in Queens, Bronx, Manhattan. Like, so we're getting really cool backdrops on this, and it's a yeah. good experience for him. Yeah. Um, you get the chance to go out with some teammates after and get dinner or whatever. But, you know, it's, it's a good experience, but it's the miles, the gas, and the time is just... Yeah, and you know when it's your kid, you're like, you know, you get, you got to do it. Yeah, and he loves it. He yeah. loves it. Like we just sent him some new training on Monday, because he was kind of like losing it a little bit, a little bit at fire, and he got there and like halfway through, he was just like, oh, this is fun, you know. <laughs> and it's, it, my wife and I were like, oh, it reminds us of this, like that Ted Lasso episode where, you know, they brought one of the guys back to like regain that fun out mm-hmm. of it and he did and like he had training real training for his team on tuesday and it was just like a light switch again and he was just on fire so it was, it was good yeah you got to keep it fresh you know i guess if you play you play with the same people all the time and you're you know it could get dull 
yeah, it gets stale, same training over and over again. So mm-hmm. we tend to like three days a week is his um, travel team or his academy team. And then we do one day with a personal trainer and maybe one day doing that other training. So, and then sometimes games Saturday, Sunday. So there are yeah. times, I think we, our streak is four, 13 or 14 days straight with wow. soccer. We, what uh, position does he play? Uh, striker. So, so that's what, like a forward. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know soccer, but yeah. So yeah. my wife actually just joined a, an adult league nice. and they play, uh, where the hell is it? I want to say it might be wall township. Um, so she's, she just turned 37 and hasn't played soccer in probably over 20 years. So she joined her sister who's turning 40 and another girl that they know who's younger. But um, so yesterday they had their first, like, I don't think there's practice. It's just like games. It's like, right. it's like when my son played soccer exactly for five-year-olds. It's like you just show up, practice is just for like three minutes, and then they play two games. Yep, yep. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, we got beat 11 to one. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, they have a lot of leagues, like adult leagues in um, Tenton Falls. Mm-hmm. Maybe Capelli, that's where it is. The yeah. Capelli Complex. Yeah, they, that, that's the one. Yeah. That's where oh, my son plays okay. like full time. So that's their home fields. Where is that? Is that like where Capelli is? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So it's the Capelli. Um, it's off of. Behind ShopRite. No. It's up by. I want to say off of Hope Road up that way. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, on Shrewsbury Avenue, you know, like the Shrewsbury shop, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. There, isn't that Capelli right there too? It's I don't know. Something like, a no, name the, like one, that. the one we go to is the one up by where Fort Monmouth used to be. It's up, up that area. So, yeah, that's. You know where the, the Wawa and the tractor supply is? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that way. part of Fort Mile. Yeah, 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 okay. Like Shafto Road. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's nice. It's fun. I never played soccer. I don't think I would have been cut out for it. <laughs> All the running. <laughs> Not much of a runner. Yeah, neither am I. So yeah. that's why I still don't play. <laughs> I did play attack. Well, attack, I don't know what the equivalent would be in, in uh, soccer, but attack is like, you're on offense, you stay on that side, you know, you yep. stay on the opposing team side. Yeah, it's, so it's striker, like, yeah. Yeah, you run a little bit, but not, yeah, yeah, I'm not running up and down like a midfielder. Right, yep, yeah. That's what uh, my son does. Mm-hmm. He stays up kind of front. Yeah, it's nice. You move him around. Does he have aspirations of, like, Does he? is that what he wants to do? He wants to be a soccer player? He does. He wants to be a soccer player, but he also wants to play for his school. Mm-hmm. So that's a big thing he wants to do is is because we've told him like we played for school for our school my wife played for her school so in middle school they're gonna have a soccer team so mm-hmm. he wants to try out for that he wants to play in high school I mean if he goes pro great if he doesn't that's fine too you know but he wants to play for school so we're kind of urging him to to go that route um, so there's certain leagues and places he can and can't play. Mm-hmm. Um, so where he's at now, he couldn't play at school. Hmm. So we've got to just kind of figure out what he wants and go from there. Yeah. It, it seems like soccer has like a different structure there where like playing football and lacrosse, it's like you played in the rec leagues, um, not, re- you know, whatever pop Warner football or, right. or the, whatever the local lacrosse team is. 
until you could play in school. Then it's like nobody played in those leagues anymore because they only went to maybe eighth grade at the highest. Right. Because um, in New Jersey, there's not really middle school football teams. No. So you play Pop Warner till eighth grade, then then school. it's done you right. know, because you go to high school. But it seems like soccer, there's like a contention between like playing for a school or playing for this yeah. like ED, was it EDP? Well, there's EDP, but that's still kind of at now. It's it's funny the way that soccer is created. Soccer used to be rec. It was rec. And then you played travel and it was like travel and, you know, so, so intense. And then it became kind of everybody was just making travel. And then, so we moved up to an academy and that was like, you know, to make an academy, you just got to have to have it. Yeah. And then it, now that's kind of becoming like, <laughs> you know, there's some kids that we've seen play and it's kind of like, mm, maybe like an academy, especially with the cost involved, mm-hmm. it's not you know, the route that they should be going. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's nice that he gets to be friends and meet other kids outside of the area. Um, I wish it was closer because now that we're out, we're at, it's uh, about a 40 minute drive, three days a week, plus all the travel, the game. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot, but you know, when your kid just enjoys something. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be one thing if you were, if you were the one pushing him to want to play, you know, right. Which I don't think people should do anyway. I mean, you know, you push a little bit, but right. Um, you're not. You shouldn't be like, my kid's going to be a soccer player, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's kind of, he's like, he's asked sometimes, can I go to this training or can I, can I, his, his uh, personal trainer is Ollie. And uh, he's like, can I go train with Ollie this week? I'm like, all right, let's see if he's available. And he comes out to Jackson and does a nice hour training. And well, yeah. But again, cost time. Yeah. You know, it's expensive. Yeah. We don't, we don't add everything up. I can only, yeah. Best to just <laughs> just pretend it's not happening. Yeah, I mean, because you got winter league, mm-hmm. you have winter training and futsal and spring break camp, and he's got summer camps. He went to a summer camp last summer. It was eight thirty to eight thirty every day. Wow! Next, I remember like baseball kids would go like they're like, yeah, we're going to spring training in Florida. I'm like, that sounds pricey. Yeah, it is, <laughs> yeah. And he's doing a, a camp. He's actually that same camp, but he's going to be sleeping mm-hmm. over there this time. So that'll be nice for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At ten, that's like probably a huge, huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll be, I think he'll he'll be eleven by that time. But still, that's it's a big deal for him and for us. Yeah. Yeah. But like I was telling you, my niece is ten, and uh, kids at ten now are like they seem a little more mature than probably when we were ten, but they're oh, still yeah. ten. Yeah, they're still ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They still cry when they lose. Yeah. They still... might think that they're mature, but they're yeah, they're not. That's true. So you've been you've been building out the shop. You're building some drawers and, and some storage and stuff. Yeah, finally working on building out some storage. Uh, tired of looking through boxes to find stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is. I get these projects here and there, and I kind of have to step back from doing the, the shop stuff. Yeah, and then I can't find stuff. So now I got to go buy a tool that I know one hundred and fifty percent that I have. Yep. So now, you know, my wife's like, do you, didn't you have one of those? I was like, I do. Do you want to go find it? It's like, just buy it. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> no. It's in the bottom bin underneath of the yeah. 10 other bins. <laughs> exactly. You know, you got those black bins with yeah, the yellow yeah. lids. I got like eight of them on some dollies and I just can't find anything. So the, the uh, storage is getting built out right mm-hmm. now. And so we're, we're getting there. We started from scratch again. 
Yeah. So yeah. We're still finding stuff from when we moved. So I just got this. It's a pressurized, uh, like a sprayer. Like it's an aluminum bottle that has a, a um, what do they call it? A Schrader valve, like, like a bike tire. Right. Um, and you can pressurize it and, and have like a pressurized spray of whatever, whatever you put in it. I got it for water for those uh, pre-glued dowels. Okay. So I could like dose the water out into the holes. Right. Um, and I'm like, I know we have a tire inflator somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's just that little, that little fitting. I couldn't find it anywhere. No. I had to get the, we have a 18 volt Makita inflator oh, yeah. in the van. We, I have the Milwaukee one. Yep. And it goes with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. Bigger camp, anywhere. It goes, goes with me. Keith was using that. Keith Blackthorn was using that at Maker Camp to charge up the T-shirt cannon. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't find it for a second. I'm like, damn it. I'm like, did did Keith give that back to me? <laughs> <laughs> it was like buried in the back of the van. Yeah. There's too many Keiths. Yeah. There's a lot of Keiths. There's a lot of mats and a lot of Robs. Yeah. In the woodworking tent, there's three Robs. Yeah. That's true. Rob Barone, Rob Bliss, uh, and Rob DeMarco. That's nuts. <laughs> I think we actually, we got a picture at Maker Camp. There's like six of us. Uh, yeah, somebody posted that recently. Yeah, Mark, it, Mark posted it. Yeah, it was uh, you, Keith Drennan. Who else? Keith KJ Sawdust was KJ he in Sawdust. There? Keith Decent. Um, Shipwright skills. I can't remember. Okay, yeah. And then um, another guy, Keith Woj Wojcik. I'm horrible with names. Yeah, I can't pronounce his last name. I pr- I recognized everyone in the photo, but yeah, exactly. I have that that problem where when somebody tells me their name i don't hear it in and out yeah yeah i know exactly what you're saying especially at maker camp brutal oh yeah maker camps it was so many people and at maker camp like i see people and i think i know who it is sometimes but i'm not pot you know because i know everybody most of those people just through instagram right so i'm like i'm pretty sure that's you know so-and-so but i'm i don't know for sure yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) It, it, it's a good time though. I had to, I'm glad I got to go again this year. Yeah. Um, got word that Highland is going to be the sponsor again for the woodworking tent. So oh, that's great. Yeah. Hopefully start planning that soon because it's um, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. It's, I mean, it's only six months away. Yeah. And it takes with all the back and forth, it takes six months to plan. I can imagine. Yeah. I think I'm going to be actually just going this year. Mm-hmm. Just being, enjoying it. The yeah. last couple of years, you know, I've, I've had a good time, but I haven't really got to do and make and stuff. So I've been doing the Makers for Jesse stuff, which yep. is it's great. I think I've, I'm just kind of want to go one year and just enjoy it. Yeah, you pass the baton to somebody else for next year. Exactly. We, uh, I mean, last year with the rain, that didn't <laughs> help, but we didn't get to do anything. Yeah. Um, the year before, same thing. But that was our first year like instructing, I think had it not been raining so hard, we probably would have been able to sneak away. I'm sure. Um, But we'll see. I'm going to plan again this year to try and be able to. Yeah. Yeah, The rain was. That was crazy. It was horrible. I was talking about that with somebody. Oh, oh, uh, yesterday with John and the guys from uh, New Doors were over. We shot a video about um, cabinet doors and yeah, it was like, I didn't see it, but John was saying the pavilion was just like a river yeah. of like three inch high water yep. going through yeah, it. Yeah, we were sitting at the table, me and uh, 
my buddy JD and, and we're just kind of sitting there and all of a sudden I'm like, hold on. Like, you know, you tap your foot and all of a sudden you hear like a puddle. Mm-hmm. You can just watch the water just come through and I was just like, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah. We had a river going through the woodworking tent, but thank God we were on blacktop. Right. You know, so it was coming through, but, but it was moving fast and it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, that big field was just muddy mess. Oh yeah. Nasty. We watched people all day trying to walk up that little hill to the woodworking tent. Yeah. A lot of people didn't make it. Oh, hey, survival of the fittest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just going to like go to the bathroom was, was treacherous. Yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. Took a while to dry everything out. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were like, man, I only brought like one pair of boots, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. But are you guys going to do the same thing this year? You're going to have like a project that people are going to build? Or? I think that's probably the best way to go. I think that's what people are looking for, yeah. you know, like to be able to take something home is, is a big, I mean, that's what all the other tents do. You know, yeah. you go to the blacksmithing tent, you make a bookmark right. or a hook or yeah. something. You get to take that home. You know, you go to the, um, uh, you know, you get your thing cut out and powder coat it, take it home, right. welding tent. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's definitely what we're, we're aiming to do. I don't know what, Highland is going to want to do. Um, I was talking to bliss a little bit today. Um, he said that, you know, they're not, they're not positive on ideas yet, but, um, you know, we're receptive to whatever they want to do too. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool though. Yeah. It's, it's tough to think of something sort of quick like that, you know, that you can like woodworking usually takes a while. Right. Right. You gotta Um, have everything kind of prepped. Yeah, unless it's just something that you like sand and finish and take home, but that's kind of like like one of those wine drinking, painted piece of wood and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> Pinot's palette. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it could be like uh, I don't know, yeah, like a salt box or something. Yeah, that only <laughs> takes like <laughs> takes a laser and a whole bunch of time. Oh god, yeah, yeah. I finally got that file, so I, I used the same file last time that I used. Um, for the batch before that. And I just, I made a little tweak to it. Yeah. I was doing three at a time. The laser will hold four, um, but I get better smoke extraction when there's three, because obviously there's less, the smoke gets sucked out from the bottom. Okay. When I'm making that dado, it makes a lot of smoke because I'm, you know, making a eighth inch by eighth inch dado on four pieces. So that laser is just going across and just vaporizing the wood, you know, I'm making smoke. Um, And the smoke, makes the lens dirty and the cut gets bad. So I kind of, I made it into four again, but I slowed everything down a little bit knowing that I have the time. Okay. Um, so now it's like 49 minutes for four, which is pretty slow. Yeah. Um, Could you cut the dado on the table saw? Yes, but then, you know, you got to handle all those pieces. Right. It would probably, you know, it would, Time-wise, it would equal out, but when it's on the laser, it's it, perfect. I'm not touching it, so yeah. it's you know what I mean. Yeah, it's kind of hands off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, the um, actually, well, the one thing is the sides, the little sides has a they have a stop dado. So oh, oh yeah yeah. Let's see, I think I have it right here. Oh no, the 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 front and the back have a front, stop dado. Yeah. So to do that, yeah, it's gonna take some time. It's a table. pain. Yeah. <laughs> Be like with a chisel. Yeah, forget that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can see like I, I even, it runs past here so that I 
make sure 100% that it clears it all out. Yep. Yeah, so that's the file. That's nice. Version, this says 14. It's really 15. 15. And you're working on 500 more? Yeah. So I think I have um, one layer on that table's 90. So there's probably like 80, 85 on that table now. Okay. So it'll be like 10. Wait, no, six high. I just stack them up. They come off of the laser. They go on the table. When one layer's filled, they put a piece of cardboard and just keep stacking. Stacking. Yeah. So the last time we did 650 and I was using a different table, it was 10, 10 layers high. That's a lot. Yeah. It's got to be intimidating to like, I still have to do all these other steps. Mm-hmm. It's not just laser. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, it's, it's cut them out, sand parts of the lid, parts of the uh, sides, parts of the front and the back, put a rabbit on the bottom, put a round over on the lid, drill the holes for the hinge in the lid, assemble it, put the pins in for the hinge, yeah. and then sand it on the belt sander, sand it by hand, break all the edges, finish it. And then you got to like, you know, buff the finish a little bit. Right. So people... Like, so John made, came and made that video two years ago or whatever it was, um, $100,000 laser project, it's called, yeah, which yeah. is, you know, it's a little clickbaity because it's not 100000 for it's us. 100 That's like the you. total sales because a thousand boxes at a hundred bucks. But um, people were like, who would pay a hundred bucks for a box? It's like, you see how long it takes? Exactly. It's yeah. really, it's only a $75 box because 25 bucks getting donated. Right. Um, I mean, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what people don't get. I've had a lot of clients say like, oh, that's a lot for this. Or even I was at a craft show for a cutting board and some guy's like, oh, wow, you, the overhead on that must be insane. I'm like, dude, it's $65 cutting board. That's cheap. Like it's cheap. It's an inch and a half thick, like a walnut. Like I don't know how much do you want to pay for it? Like $65 is. You can't even, you, you know, you can't get like a boost block or something for that price. Right. Yeah, and it you know you gotta find your people, I guess. You know, I did it at the uh, Mammoth Racetrack, mm-hmm. so you know, kind of people seems going like a from, good place. Yeah, you would think, but you know, I had a good location too, right between the beer tent and the, where they place their bets. Yeah, oh yeah, I think people are just more into betting and getting a drink than buying. So yeah, yeah, people are they're so out of touch. I um. I don't think I talked about it on the podcast, but there's a guy on Instagram who makes these like um, plywood, like little router tables that fit like a trim router or something. Okay. Like Newman something. I think he's in upstate New York. And I stumbled across this post just like on the browse uh, feature of Instagram. And he was saying that he was looking, he came up with this idea and then he like did a presale on Etsy and uh, the company that he was going to have CNC cut them shut down or something. So he found like a local place and got a quote. And he was talking about how he got this god awful price. He said, "Got this god awful ridiculous price." And it kind of piqued my interest. So I looked in the comments, and he said something about it. You know, they wanted five hundred bucks to cut up a sheet. You know, one sheet's worth of these things. And I, I'm. I was like taken aback. I commented back. I'm like, I'm, I think it's pretty unfair that you're like saying that this is like a God awful. 
price. I'm like, do you understand what it costs to run a business? Yeah. I'm like, you know, and he kept saying like, it's only an hour and a half for them to cut this blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but they have to pay for the rent, right? The machine, the electric, the the electric, the insurance, the just having learned the skill, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot more that goes into it than, you know, it's not just, you know, make money. Yeah. You got to actually do the work. Got an hour and a half, you know, they had to program the CNC. Right. You know, you have a file, but whatever file you made isn't going to run on an industrial CNC. You know what I mean? They have to run it through cam and. Right. Um, They'll be on like version 14 or 15. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a lot of extra work. I said 500 bucks sounds like a deal. It does. Yeah. Like around here, a CNC shop's not going to do anything for 500 bucks. No, no. We need to open up a CNC shop. <laughs> yeah. Have, well, have you seen Timber that's over here? They're yeah. in Keensburg now too. I don't really? know if. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but um, they were in Atlantic Highlands on Route 36. Um, and they moved to Keensburg. If we've been here for a year, maybe it's been two and a half or three years. So they went from like a 3,000 square foot shop to I think the new shop is 15,000. It's big. Um, they have maybe three or four flatbed CNCs. They have two robot arms. So there's like a rotating pedestal and a robot arm. Like can, four axis kind of thing. Uh, Yeah, this is like five or I don't oh, even geez. know. How, yeah, it's insane. I think it's five with the pedestal. Right. Um, They do all kinds of crazy stuff. That's a lot. That's a lot of space. Yeah. I don't know. I, like we talked about that when I got here. I was like, ah, I don't know what to do with all that space. Once you get it, it's <laughs> all over. Yeah. I just need to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, we have all good aspirations of eventually building a shop in the back of the property. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it takes time, it takes money. Yeah. You know, I'm doing all this work now on this one. You know, I don't want to waste all that t- time and effort. Yeah. And, and so I'll probably work in it for a couple of years and figure out what we really want to do in the back. You thinking like a pole barn maybe or? Yeah. Pole barn, even a metal structure. Yeah. You know. The Amish like sheds are, they're like such a good value. Yeah. So, I mean, they'll drop, I don't know what the access is like, but they could drop a friggin' 20 by 40 building back there. Yeah. And they, they're like 12 grand. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's crazy. Nuts. Yeah. It's, it's good. I mean, that, that for me, that's, I think right now we're just in a one car garage. So anything above that mm-hmm. is, you know, bonus. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, like I said, you could go, you could put a 50 by 100 or, or a 150 by a hundred and yeah. you'd fill it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. We, you know, we're thinking like 20, 30 by 40, maybe mm-hmm. 24 by 40, somewhere around there. Yeah. It's a good size. Yeah. The old shop was uh 24 by 36. Right. Which, I mean, we put a lot of work out of that, out of that shop. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's, a, you know, a lot of it's how you lay stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have to like really be mindful of what tools to buy. And mm-hmm. at one point I was like, oh, I want to get a drum sander. And then I look at the shop and I'm like, where? Yeah. It's, it's like, well, when I rip it, I'm going to run into that. And if right. I cross cut, I'm going to hit this. Exactly. So, I mean, I do have some vertical storage, so I could probably, you know, rig something up where I can, you know, doesn't have to leave it out all the time or something like that. But still, it's a lot of, a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Space. Yeah, and you get, you know, analysis paralysis trying to figure these things out. Yeah. 
yeah, I think I've been working on the design of these cabinets and they're just cabinets, just shop cabinets, but I think I've worked on them for God knows how long. Well, cause we've all done it. You, you, uh, come up with a design, build it and you're like, well, I wish I had done it this way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you, you know, when I'm like sheathing the walls and all this other stuff. Cause we, we moved in and it was just studs. Mm-hmm. So we had to redo everything we did in the old shop. And, you know, we got a little bit better planning, you know, cause now we could figure out where all the electrical was going to go. Um, and, and kind of do it that way. So it's, it's helped mm-hmm. definitely. But in all that time that I had, I'm like, Oh, I wonder if, yeah, I could do it like this. Or, you know, you go from doing like normal metal drawer slides to like, Oh, maybe I'll do wood drawer slides. And you're like, no, that's going to take so much extra time. <laughs> it's just easier to buy the drawer slides. Oh yeah. Know? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We still, you know, like the, the dust collection hose is coming off of the Oneida. It's still running on the floor because we can't decide even a, over a year later. It's like, yeah. I can't commit to like a, a layout, right. you know? So if I hard pipe that in, we're committed. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like I'm not ready to make that commitment. No, no. Yeah. I, everything and most everything in your shop still kind of mobile. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff is on, um, mobile bases, the wide belt, the, even that boring machine that we just got, uh, I should probably mention that we didn't have a podcast last week because I ran up to Boston and picked up, um, Keith was supposed to be on. Um, and this was the only day that the guy who was loading the machine for me could go up there. Um, a boring machine, construction boring machine. So it's a Ganymat Optima 25, 25 spindle boring machine. So it's pretty sweet. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. 1100 pounds. That's heavy. Yeah, so that, the guy, so basically this place was closing. Guy was retiring up in Charlestown, Boston. And um, so we bought the machine and you have to call the people to schedule getting it out. And we bought it on, I think it was like the 12th. Yeah, it was Monday the 12th. And um, the removal instructions said that the removal dates were the 13th to the 23rd. So, uh, basically the, the next day until the following Friday. Okay. Um, so I call him on like Valentine's day because I had to wire the money and everything. So it was all paid and we were eligible to pick it up. I'm like, yeah. So like, I'm thinking maybe I'll come on Friday. He's like, wait, he's like, what are the dates? I'm like, says the 13th to 23rd. He's like, oh man, they told me I had like 10 days to get all of this. I'm like, Ooh. So he's like, I'll, I'll let you know. I'm like, okay. So then a couple of days later, I get a call from a guy. He's like, oh yeah, I got your number from Greg. I'm going to pick up a bunch of machines that I bought. He bought like a 16 inch SCM joiner, a, a 36 inch SCM wide belt sander, a, wow. a 25 inch SCM planer. He bought all this stuff. Um, he's like, yeah, I'm going to pick it up on Thursday. I'll be there at nine o'clock. He's like, if you want me to help you load, I'm going to bring a forklift and an excavator and blah, blah, blah. Just throw me a couple of bucks. I'm like, all right, done. I'm like, that's good because, um, you know, it's a loading dock. So yeah. how the hell am I going to get in the van? Right. So I show up there nine o'clock. Like you said, this guy's like an hour late, of course. <laughs> um, and so they show up, he didn't bring a forklift. So all he had was the excavator. So it was like a ramp up to the loading dock from the shop floor. So they pulled it up the ramp which was cool. And then I'm like, how are we going to get it into my van? He's like, I don't know. We'll figure something out. So I stand there. I'm like, Oh shit. Here we 
here we go. So they pull out his planer and they're putting it in the back of this dump truck and they had it on like a sheet of steel that they, they had some, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like shackles on so they could pull it with a chain. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, how come he doesn't just like hook into those lifting points and pick it up and put it in the, right. but I'm like, I'm staying out of this. Yeah. I'm just staying there watching. So they, they struggled for a while and they finally got it, got because they had to get the steel plate back out from underneath of it. Right. So yeah. it's like this probably 4,000 pound planer sitting on top of this thing. Anyway, so then what they ended up doing was taking two solid oak like Mason's planks and I backed up to the loading dock. So we had these planks going down into the van and they literally just slid it down the planks into the van. That sounds safe. Yeah. That sounds. Ugh. And, you know, he's not like a real rigger. So it's like Apparently. If, if the machine fell off of the thing. Yeah. What am I going to do? Sue the guy? Yeah. There's no picking it up off the. Well, I mean, he had the excavator, but still, I mean, the thing would have been wrecked. Yeah. The damage would have been done. Yeah. That's. Nerve wracking. Yeah. He was, he's like a, a, um, an excavator. He's like, yeah, I just do this for fun. He's like, he buys the machines. It's a write off, you know? Okay. I'm like, all right, good for you. Very expensive pieces of equipment to buy. Yeah. Yeah. He bought like the whole table of, uh, hand power tools and there was a lamello biscuit joiner and I had a buddy, uh, Freddie Roman up in, He's up in Boston. He was bidding on it. And he's like, if there's anything you see in there that you want, let me know. You know, you can buy it. I'm like, I want to buy that. Yeah. Mellow Biscuit Joiner. So Freddie didn't end up winning the thing. The guy won it for like 850 bucks. This whole miter saws, drills, sawzaws, sanders, nailers, like a, a screaming deal, 850 yeah. bucks. And uh, so I asked him, I'm like, I wanted to ask you, like, could I buy that Biscuit Joiner? He's like, well, you know, I'd want to get like whatever they cost new. I'm like, it's from like the eight, like nineties or eighties. And, uh, so we walk over, he didn't even know what he bought. We walk over and he's like, Oh, he's like, I don't have one. He's like, I really want to keep it. I'm like, all right. fine. So you didn't get it. <laughs> that sucks. Probably doesn't know what to do with it. I know. It's probably going to sit in like a box. Yeah. Probably going to get wet. Get destroyed. It's a shame. Yeah. But I threw him 250 bucks cash. You know, it was worth, I, I, cause I, I'm like, how much you want? He's like, you know, whatever. I'm like, there's okay. five bucks in lunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like giving him like, yeah, like a hundred bucks after he said he was going to bring a forklift. Yeah. Bring the, a forklift. The slide. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. It was a good thing. I brought uh, like a four by four and I put it against the wheel wells and then they brace the, planks up against that oh yeah because what's keeping those things from just sliding out and they were they were pretty bellied he's like those are not gonna break he's like those are solid <laughs> oak i'm like Until i they hope break. they're not gonna yeah. break God. and what kind of auction was that just like a uh it's called irs auctions oh, okay. it's not like in it's not uh the internal revenue service yeah it's right I, industrial I, recovery service yeah i've been yeah. on some of those before yeah. yeah i never went yeah it was uh we got a pretty good deal 30, we paid 3250. We paid 3250 or 30. Yeah, 3250 plus. Then you got to pay the 15% buyer's fee. It worked out to like 3,700 bucks. Then you have, you have to pay loading fees or anything or, um, fees or something. Some, some auctions, you have to look at the specific auction terms or whatever. Like when we bought the sliding table saw and the edge bander off of there, 
it was a hundred dollar flat loading fee. So they had someone on site with a forklift. You pull up and it, it says it's like flatbed. must be side loaded onto a flatbed trailer. Yeah. So they just pick it up, put it on the trailer. That's it. hundred bucks. So you got to tie it down and everything. They don't do it. Yep. So this was like, there were no, so it was either hire riggers or do it yourself. And you know, to pay riggers to do that probably would have cost me like 2,500 bucks. Yeah. And yeah. then, then it's a $7,000 machine. Right. So you could have bought new. Yeah. Right. Not worth it. No. But it worked out. I got it back, picked it up with the forklift. The drive, driving is the worst part. You drove it in the van? Mm-hmm. The bottom out? No, no. No, no the payload on that van, <clears throat> excuse me, is actually pretty crazy. Really? Yeah. I want to say it's 5,000 pounds. Yeah. That's good. Better than my truck, I think. Yeah, there's something about uh, vans for some reason. I don't know if it, I don't know what it is. But like vans have pretty high payload. Maybe the stronger chassis. Yeah, it is a 2500. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like it? Oh, it's great. Love it. Yeah. Get to see it up at Maker's Camp every year. Yeah. Park it there like a big billboard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, that's why, that's why we got it wrapped. Yeah. You know? yeah, it looks good. We've had people, um, like we went to, have you heard about New Doors? Mm-mm. It's a, it's a shop down in South Jersey and they make um, solid HDF doors. So okay. they're CNC cut. Um, they're nice. We've been using them for anything that's painted because they don't crack or anything. Okay. Um, but they, <clears throat> they have a finish store there too, United Finishes, and that's where we buy our finish. But they did an event back in November and it was called Spray Day with Nate. So it was like a, basically like a class, you know, teaching you how to spray prep doors and spray and stuff like that. So we did that and uh, we were driving down and we get there and this lady's like, I saw you on the turnpike. She's like, I'm an interior designer, blah, blah, blah. You know, you only have to get one job and yeah. it pays for the wrap. Exactly. You know, people are like, I'm not spending, I think we paid like 3,500 bucks. And it's your whole one job. Too. Yeah. yeah. That's all it takes is one job. Not bad. Yeah. So that uh, perceived, what do they call it? Perceived value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what we're talking about all the, the machinery and everything. Too. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, but it saves time. Yep. The less man hours, more profit. Yeah. And, you know, if you're trying to grow, you need to try and innovate how you're doing things. Right. Because... Unless you have some magic bean, how are you supposed to make more money doing the same thing? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's a constant evolution. We're always trying to stupid stuff like that, that little spray bottle I was talking about. Right. You know, we have regular spray bottles, but if that could shave off 10 seconds of cabinet is win. Right. For 20 bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause if you build, you know, 200 cabinets a year or 500, whatever. Yeah. 10 seconds adds up. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And even if it's not like the ultimate um, way to do it, it might lead you to the next. Right. The next iteration or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I've built a couple things that I probably could have bought. You know, I, I built a small router table mm-hmm. and just cause I didn't have room for a big one. I yeah. still don't, but you know, so I used a little one here and there. It's good. Sell the plans for it. And, you know, it obviously it's paid for itself. So. That was like the first batch of boxes that we did. Um, now I do the rabbit on the lid on the table saw. Um, but 
it's all about what you can do at the time. Then we didn't have enough power in the shop to run the laser and the dust collector and the table saw at the same time. Like it would literally shut the laser off. We didn't have enough amperage. So I couldn't do that. So that's what I did. I made a little router table out of a piece of acrylic. I just like screwed the the acrylic down to the router. And that's how I did the rabbits. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to make do with what you got. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It works. Yeah. What, uh, you got any plans of, to build anything? You got anything that you want to build? So we want to do, we haven't done much since we've been in the house. Like we've been in the house almost two years in July, but you know, we had a lot of stuff going on during the move and we didn't get to really, haven't really gotten to do a lot. Mm-hmm. So we've got like our list of things. Our kitchen's super small now compared to like our old kitchen. Now I think our old kitchen we showed pictures. It was like 56 doors and drawers. Yeah, because you were going to refinish them. Yeah, it's huge. And I was like, should I remake them? Should I refinish them? Luckily, we moved and we don't have to deal with that now. So New doors would have been a good option. Yeah. So now we have, I think maybe, it's, it's maybe a dozen. <laughs> it's very, very small. That was like yeah. my house when I moved in. Yeah. I'm de- still working on the kitchen. Oh, yeah. I mean, we definitely like downgraded moving into this house as far as size and everything, but Perfect for us. Yeah. It's out in the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one thing that you can't replace is having a little bit of space to yourself. Yeah. So we're, we've got plans. We want to do the kitchen. Uh, We want to add some cabinets down in the basement. The basement's fully refinished. Oh, nice. So we want to set that up as more like entertainment Mm -hmm. area, like movie theater kind of type deal. Do some cabinets down there. Then a lot of shop stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like building shop furniture. It's nice. Okay, I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to go out and spend a ton of money on plywood and all that. Like, I'll use the, the cheaper plywood because mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, it's shop furniture. For me, I, I don't need it to be show quality. Yeah, it's about functionality. Right, right. So, build it with what I can and affordably, you know, do it. She goods are pricey now. Yeah. Well, if you ever have to buy any, let us know because... We get a pretty good, yeah, get get a pretty good prices. <laughs> yeah, yeah, better than like the, the big box stores. I'm oh, sure. yeah. I'm trying to think like a sheet of three-quarter import birch is probably like, I don't even know. I think, let me see. Probably like a dollar thirty-eight a square foot. Yeah, so I think I got bought. 44 bucks. Like half what I paid for yeah. the big box store. Yeah, and then I went to the big box store and I'm like, oh, I'll use my veteran discount. And it'll be good to go. Give me like 10% off. And then one of the two big box stores will not let you use it on building materials. What? I'm like, well, how is that possible? Like a discount to discount. They're like, oh, we're not ripping everybody off on these prices. We don't have a high enough margin. I'm like, so I'm like, what is the discount on? Like, you know, no building materials. I'm like, that is what you guys sell. Yeah. Everything is building materials here, except for tools. Yeah. But yeah. I wonder if it's uh, like, what if you were buying like PVC pipes or something? Is that, you're not allowed to get a discount on that either? I don't know. I was building, I had like shop full, a cart full of, it had about four sheets of quarter, four sheets of half, three quarter, two things of MDF, um, two metal pieces um, for, that I'm using. And, they were like, yeah, we, you can't use it. I'm like, that's like $200 off. And they're like, yeah, sorry. I'm like, okay. 
And I walked and I left the cart right there and I went to the other one mm-hmm. where I got my 10% off. It was still like wanna, 700 bucks. Say who it was? What? But who didn't give you the discount? Oh, Home Depot. But Lowe's did. Lowe's did. Well, yep. I'm a Lowe's guy anyway. You know, Lowe's is close to us. I that's mean, that's when my I say, thing. It's when closer. I say close, <laughs> like in the old house when we were in Howell, it was five minutes. Where do you have to go? Neptune? Me now? No, I still go to Howell. Oh, oh no. Okay. Manchester. Oh, uh, yeah. Just okay. one in Manchester, which is close. Jackson's Jackson. so big. It's like, Jackson's it touches massive. like. <laughs> it's huge. And I tell you, like, every once in a while, you know, we sit there and we're like, oh, 40 minutes to soccer, 15 minutes to the grocery store. But then you think about it and you're like, yeah, it's 15 minutes from the grocery store. Like, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, and so when we do have to go into our old town or when I come into Red Bank, when on the way home, you slowly, like, de-urbanize. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, it, and you know, you go to the town and you're you know, on the turnpike or the 195, and then you just kind of slowly, I mean, by the time we get down to our road, it's quiet. Yep. No one around. You don't hear anything. It's it's really nice. That's like going to Keith Blackthorns. I know that he's right around. You've the been there, yeah. yeah. It's like you know you you're on one ninety five, yep. and then you get off, and then or or sometimes we take like Parkway to uh thirty four, maybe I forget. But you take a couple different ways, and like you said, it it just gets less and less densely yeah. populated yep. until you you know yeah. And it's not like the sticks, but you know, but it's nice and quiet. It's, it's right around the, the houses are it's, yeah. It's close to the sticks. It's next to the sticks. Yeah. The houses are are spread out a little bit. It's uh it's nice. I mean, my neighbors are freaking right on top of me. Yeah, that's how it was in Howell. We were in a very small, like cul de sac kind of area, and the neighborhood was turning over mm-hmm. um from other towns leaking into our town. And we saw a couple houses go up quick and we were like, we had a two to three year plan. We're like, you know what? Let's do it now. Yeah. And we did. And we were like the third house. Like they bought like the first two houses went up as soon as you came in our loop. And we were like, they're just going to keep buying up. Oh, yeah. So we put it up right away. We got well over what we paid for it. So we did really well with that. Um, and we got out of that area before everybody else started selling. Yeah. So it was nice. You know, by the time we were done, it was kind of running its, you know, ran its course and yep. everything. The market, the mortgage rates were going up. And I was going to say, you probably got a good mortgage rate. No, no, no. no. We were at like, I, I hate to say it, like in, in Howell, we were at 3.25. Now we're at like 5.25. Mm. And we're looking at doing. Not terrible, but. Not terrible. Yeah. But, you know, we were looking at doing home equity. Just, mm-hmm. you know, now we're kind of going through that process of. You know, we had to get new roof and windows and yeah, doors yeah. and all that stuff. And now we're paying for it. And I was like, this sucks. Let's <laughs> like hit the home equity. You know, we know we have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're we're thinking about doing that. Yeah. I would love, I want to, um, like my house, when you drive by, like it is God awful ugly. Yeah. They have, it's all this aluminum siding. It looks like split cedar shake, but it's aluminum. It has like these awnings and it, I mean, it's. I don't mind admitting it's freaking ugly. Yeah. I would love to strip the outside and, and do new siding. Um, and I have a garage in the back that I got to take down and, and replace. So that's, that's like on my next couple of years list is yeah. like a exterior upgrade. Yeah. 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 We did. We knew, we knew moving into that house that we were going to need doors, windows, roof, 
gutters, all that stuff. We knew moving in there, that is what we needed. Mm -hmm. And we were fine with it. We didn't ask for anything off. We didn't, you know, we got a fair price and now then now we're kind of like, man, we should (laughs) have like, Oh, now we have to actually do these things. (laughs) Yeah. And we did, we did it all with one company and you know, they were great. And the house looks fantastic. Windows are awesome. But you know, now you get that, the project's finished. Mm -hmm. So now they're like, okay, here's your payment list. It's like, no. Like, oh man, we're going to be paying this for the next seven years. Yeah. It's like, how long are we going to have this house? We get a, yeah. And, and it's funny because every house we've done big projects. So like in our first house, we had the attic, all the, the energy saver people mm-hmm. come out and do all the spray foam, spray or, foam yeah. and the crawl space in the attic and all that. And then we, and new AC, we did all that, everything new furnace, all that. And then we moved. And then we got a new house and we got, had to get through the winter and then we did the roof and then we did the ace. And it was like, oh, the other thing <laughs> Not is again. like, yeah. And we had like, we keep downsizing, which is nice. Now we're, you know, it's cozy, it's manageable size. And, but we had three bathrooms in the first house and then in how we had two. Now we have one. I told, I told <laughs> I'm living that we nightmare can't move too. anymore. Cause if we move anymore, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have an outhouse. <laughs> Just a hole in the ground. Yeah. And we want to add a half. Bath, mm-hmm. but it's septic so it's a little oh uh, yeah it's hard to do especially because we're gonna have to put it in the basement mm-hmm. you got to get the pump and yep. all that stuff yeah my parents just had uh, an issue with their pump it, they needed a ejector pump for a first floor bathroom for some reason i don't know why but something happened the pump went bad and uh they had to have somebody get into the crawl space and replace it that's not good yeah it's a crappy situation yeah <laughs> Yeah, I have one one bathroom. We went from one to one. It's it's really only ever been one, so it's not. Luckily, we ha- we don't have anything to compare yeah. against. But um, I'm not even sure where we would have to like do an addition to to put in bathroom. Yeah, that's you know we're thinking either the basement or eventually go blow out the back of the house mm-hmm. a little bit and put it because we don't have like a master suite or anything so we could you know maybe build something off the back and yep. do a master suite back there with a bathroom and the closets and bedroom and stuff yeah yeah so when we bought our house we bought in like uh around this time 2020 i think has it been four years 2021 must have been 2021 we're going on three years um in the next month or so we Immediately had to do the furnace and the air conditioning. Yep. Thank God I had central, uh, central air ducting and forced air ducting. But um, so we did that. And then I, I completely redid my son's room. And then all we did was like rip up the old carpet and stuff yeah. like that. We didn't even like paint aside from my son's room. Right. That was it. Yeah. But then I gutted the kitchen. I took down a wall and that's still... That's still in progress. In progress, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have some cabinets built. Yeah, two more weeks. One guy, ten minutes. I have like I don't know, maybe four or five cabinets built in there. It's not the cabinets. I could build the cabinets. Yeah, that's not a problem. It's all the other stuff. Yeah, I mean it's sheetrocked right now. I have uh, one coat of primer, but it's it's been sheetrocked for a while. It hasn't moved much further past that. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a lot of projects in our last house that we were like, all right, yeah, we're going to do this and we move in and then we moved out and it's still there. And, you know, yeah. and, it, and I've been noticing that I'm like, 
why did I buy this? I was like, oh, it was for that project we were going to do in the old house that we never did. Oh yeah, I have. I bought stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna need these flooring tools. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like, I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I find that all the time. I'm like, now, like when we moved into this house, I bought like you know, those little kits to hang your TV on the wall, mm-hmm. like you can run the wire up. Whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, got one because I needed to do it. And then you didn't do it. You're like, gotta get the TV up. We got the TV up. So but now then it's we just did, cords. It's just cords. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and and then and it's just sitting there. Like, yep. You know, why'd you spend this money? Life gets in the way. It does. Yeah, it does. That's for sure. Yep. The best was a, a maker camp. Must have been the first year that we went. I came home. My wife had painted the living room, but like she doesn't know how to paint <laughs> and like didn't do. I'm like, you totally skipped like steps one and two, right. which are like protect everything and then yeah. like take Stir off the, like, can. <laughs> like, yeah, take <laughs> off like the light switch covers and like, yeah. She painted like up to the TV, you know, on the wall. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's still, you know, two years later. Yeah, that's actually I did paint behind the TV, but did you? She never painted the trim. Yeah, it happens. We did a lot of stuff on our last house when we moved. We like finished up a couple of things. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, oh, we got to take pictures of the house. We got to like redo this and or finish this or whatever. And we did, we did all the floors out in the bottom all by ourselves. That's on my list too. When I do the, when I finish the kitchen, well, it's part of the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, yeah everything's part of the kitchen. Yeah. Cause my house is just like a little, um, I don't even know. It must be only be like 1200 square feet. It's just two bedroom, 1920s yep. little, uh, I don't know what style you would call like a salt box, I guess. Um, so downstairs is just kitchen, living room. And then upstairs is just like bathroom, two bedrooms. That's yeah. it. Which so is it's, nice though. It's, yeah, oh yeah. You can redo the whole house. Yeah, like yeah. Nothing, yeah. So yeah, so when I when I do the floor in the kitchen, I'm just going to do the whole first floor because yeah. it's only two rooms. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and we're I mean, we're only we're in a ranch now, which is kind of nice. I mean, yeah. we have the full finished basement, but you know, we can if we wanted to do hardwood everywhere and oh, upstairs, yeah. you know, and it'd be manageable and, you know, financially okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're we're projects yeah a lot of projects hardwood's nice um i'm doing just lvp because i have a five-year-old yep. you know what it's like yep. I'm like constant just like spills yeah um i'm like man and then i'm like i don't want to put this new floor down <laughs> like it's gonna get ruined like yeah yeah <laughs> we did that in the last we did uh laminate mm-hmm. throughout and that was like our covid project we yep. did that we did the the faux um, shiplap on the walls and all the crown, everything. We did it all. And it was just it was so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so much, but it paid off in the end. It looked great. Oh, yeah. But, you know, as soon as you put it down, you know, you get water spilled on it like immediately. It's like, no, you got to get it up. Yeah. Now I have like this old, um, it's either like longleaf pine or uh, um, Doug fir or something flooring and it's so old and it's been sanded so many times that you know you there's all these gaps and so now like if my son spills something in the living room like it will literally like drip into the basement yeah. like just through the floor and the subfloor yeah there's like no wood left on it. it's been sanded yeah. so many times yeah like the you know it has the diagonal subfloor just right. like those wide tongue and groove planks yep if you go in the basement look up there's a gap between every single board yeah. because they just shrunk so much over time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our, our, 
Ours makes a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in the basement, forget it. You're not watching anything. Like if someone's walking around upstairs, it's just loud and creaky and everything. Yep. And they have like the weird cross bracing downstairs. Yeah, 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 we have that. And and those just pop out. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Cause we, they, yeah, and they're like rough sawn. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're all like half of them are broken. Mm-hmm. And the screws are like out, you know, like an inch from the thing. So, <laughs> you know, we're going to like do like normal blocking in there and everything. I think that would sufficient yeah yeah uh, bridging they call it yeah um yeah my house the creeks are insane so i I grew up in a house from like the 1860s so i'm like used to walking around like a creaky house you know you find you find where the creeks are and where you can walk yep so it's like when i walk up the steps like i know how to walk on them so that it doesn't yeah (laughs) yeah i do that in our office like i know where to walk Mm -hmm. i gotta go charge my laptop so i don't wake anybody up like right in front of my side of the dresser is like the squeakiest area in the whole house. So yeah. like in the morning when I'm getting dressed, you know, I, I come to the shop, like whatever, six o'clock, my wife's still sleeping. It, I'm making like a, a total racket. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Old houses are, are good for that. Yeah. I, I like old houses. They're a lot of work, but um, there's just something about it, you know? Yeah. It's got some character. Yeah. Like the new houses are nice. They're pretty, but. You but usually the, the workmanship is pretty bad. That's the thing with like a new it's house. Turning it over and, and stuff's popping up all over the place around mm-hmm. here now too. Oh, yeah. Especially in Jackson. Certain areas in Jackson are, you know, have certain communities living in them and they're just... Building like crazy. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like one day you go by and there's nothing there. And the next day you go by and there's like six big buildings. But yeah. I'm like, where do these things come from? Yeah, you drive all over and you see the sites like um, where maybe they haven't been approved yet to build something, but yeah. they're prepping the site. Yep. It, and like you they've know, cleared the land. Yeah, big piles waiting. of dirt. Like, yep. yeah, all over Jackson. By yeah. Keith, there's a, a big, uh, there was something, I don't know if it was like a chicken farm or yeah. like some kind of like landscaping place yep. where it looks like they're going to build a. Yeah, which that's worrying because he's only, it's only like two turns. Oh, really? Yeah, like I pull out of my driveway and make a right and make another right and then another. So three rights and then a left into his driveway. <laughs> so if you know where I live, you can get there in three turns. Yeah. Oh, so you're that way by that chicken farm or whatever it is. Uh, or the other way? The other way. Okay. Where the cow gets out. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we were going over there one time to whatever, drop something off or pick something up and... uh we're coming down. We passed like that Brooklyn Square pizza place, wherever. Mm-hmm. And then, so we came in from that way. It was like a little bridge or something. Yeah. And I text Heath. I'm like, "There's a cow in the road. <laughs> it's just like huge cow, with, like a cop, like trying to like, like whatever coax it back to where it yeah. came from. Yeah. It's He's little, like, oh yeah, it gets out all the time. It's rural for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've had fox and deer and all sorts. Of, we actually had more deer and owl than we do in Jackson, yeah. but we get like the other animals. We, mm-hmm. had, we had a chicken just roaming around hmm. the front lawn for about a month. Just random chicken. Get to hear a lot of the planes from. Oh, yeah. Was it Lakehurst? Yeah, Lakehurst. Yeah. I mean, it's some of them are low. Mm-hmm. You can like wave at the pilot, you know. Yeah. See the tail numbers. And like, they have the big, like the whatever, Glowmasters and those big. Hit it. 1830s, the 747s. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it's, it's loud, mm-hmm. you know. And then they have the helicopters go over them once in a while. But no, like, uh, like fighter jets or anything. No, yeah. no, no. Just uh, some helicopters, the big, big planes, definitely. They do their flying all over the place. And they're, 
so low. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and low. Huge. Yeah. I was outside uh, a couple summers ago, and you know you hear it, and then you just see. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like this yeah. thing's huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're pretty massive. We had friends come over, and they're like, "What's that noise?" I'm like, "Oh, it's a plane." He's like, "Are you kidding me?" So we went outside and waited for it to come back around because they just like do loops. Yeah. Because I mean, we're maybe five, 10 minutes from Lakers. Um, so we see it all the time, like the airship and all that stuff. So, you know, they, they do big um, like events. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from the Hindenburg yep. went down there. So they do a lot of stuff like that, but yeah, they, they fly constantly there and they're what just training, I guess. Yeah. Just yeah. training. Yeah. The pilots got to keep up on their hours. Yeah. Gotta make, yeah. You don't want to like leave a plane sitting and then you're like, all right, now we got to really fly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Hope this thing works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or have a pilot who doesn't have all their hours. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah, yeah. My so my grandparents lived in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, which is like south of uh, Dover. So they used to have the fighter jets. You know, you'd hear them. Oh yeah. Like whatever, thirty seconds before you see them, and then they're just like, yeah, gone. So yeah. loud. Yep. So loud. We were up in uh, one summer up in New Hampshire. And I don't know what base is up there. It's got to be some Air Force base, but they had these A-10 jets. Oh, those things have a crazy sound. Oh, my gosh. And they just kept flying over. I was like, something's going on. But, yeah, those are those are fun. I saw something about a passenger plane that, you know, they're saying, like, the jet stream is changing, and it, like, broke the speed of sound. Like, it was, like, doing 800 miles an hour or something, just like a passenger plane, because it got into, like, this good jet stream. Jeez. It's yeah. like a Concord or something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, you know what? You want to Better do, do our, our advertisement here right. <laughs> before I forget. Do it. When you need the right saw blade, when you need the right saw blade for the job, put your trust in Ridge Carbide Tools. For over 50 years, Ridge Carbide has been producing industrial saw blades, saw blades designed with exact specifications for the cutting results you expect before you buy call ridge carbide and they'll help you determine the right tool that meets your needs and budget after the sale ridge carbide provides sharpening services for all your saw blades dado sets router bits and joiner planer knives located in kansas ridge carbide tools provides high quality products with outstanding customer service at a fair price what are, what are, you, are cutting? you cutting i just got a bunch of blades back from did you Ridge Carbide today, yeah, sent out nine blades. For sharpening? Yeah. There's a place in Jackson across from the Speedway in New Egypt. Oh, really? Like literally right across from the Speedway. Hmm. He cuts uh, saw blade sharpening. I wonder if it's the same guy that the shop where we used to work uses. I don't know. It's just some dude's house. Hmm. I'm going to try it I out. I guess if you got the right machine. Yeah. I mean, you just try it out, and if it's good, it's good. If it's not... Yeah, I just then you can send it to Ridge Carbide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it doesn't work, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever sent a blade out for sharpening. No, to be honest with you. You have any like, um, I don't want to say good blades, but do you have any like blades that would be? I do now. Yeah, because I was having a lot of problems. With, you know, you get the, the the blades that come with the table saw. Yeah, or you get the Diablo blades. Yeah, and, you know, and it's good for they get a hot while. one time and they got to wobble yeah, they don't to wobble. Them. So I just think it just bought the uh, woodworker too. Yeah. And it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, I get a little bit of tear out on the cheap plywood, but 
Yeah, with a with a forty tooth blade, there's not much yeah. you can do about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we sent out nine blades to be sharpened, and then two of them I had rebored, so they actually changed the size of the hole. Really? Uh, yeah. So th- you know they could do that kind of stuff too. So the Strebig, like a table saw, uses a five ace five ace inch hole. A right. miter saw uses a one inch hole. Um, the Strebig uses a thirty millimeter hole, which is like an inch and whatever inch and eighth or inch and three sixteenths, something right. like that. And then two pinholes because it's got a break. Oh, okay. So if it didn't have the pins, the yeah. the inertia of the blade would actually like loosen the nut and, you know, and back it off. That sounds fun. Yeah. So I, uh, since we're not really cutting, well, we had a 10 inch sliding table saw. So we had a bunch of blades for plywood and stuff for that. Um, the Strebig is a, uh, it's technically 250 millimeter, which is just slightly under 10 inch, but you can run 10 inch blades on it. Yeah. So I had them rebore a couple um, 10 inch table saw blades so that we could use them on there. Oh, so they could fit a little bit better. Uh, well, yeah, just because the holes and everything. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you still have the old uh, miter saw? Yeah. Oh, My yeah. Old one. Yeah. Nice. I sharpened the blade up for that too. Yeah. Yeah. We actually just changed the blade on that. Um, we bought. We bought this blade and I accidentally, it's funny, we're talking about boring. I accidentally ordered it with a five eighths inch bore, not thinking that, you know, a miter saw needs a one inch. So it came and uh, we were using dynamic, dynamic saw in Buffalo for our sharpening at the time um, before we started using Ridge. So I called him up. I'm like, yeah, I got this blade. I'm like, I want to see if you could rebore it to one inch. He's like, oh, what is it? I'm like, oh, it's, you know, Everlast, whatever, blah, 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 102. He's like, what are you using that for? I'm like, well, we break down rough lumber. He's like, that's not going to work for that. I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> we used it for like two years. Yeah. It worked great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so finally, I just, uh, I ended up buying another one of those matching blades that was the right bore. And then sending that one to um, to Ridge to get reboard, but I finally just changed it to the second one. Okay, like this guy said, it wasn't going to work. I used it for two years. It was still like, yeah. I mean, it was still cutting good. I didn't need to change it, right. but it was like, well, I might as well send it out. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, I, I like the new uh, the woodworker too. Yeah, it's pretty clean. We used those for a long time. That's a nice blade. Yeah, we have a forest on the um, Strebig right now. Duraline HT or something like that, or AT, Duraline AT. It's just like got a super aggressive look to it. Really? It's got like really pointy teeth. You know, they have that like alternate bevel. Right. These are like the angle is really steep. Really? Yeah. That was have a hard time finding quality blades for like a track saw. Yeah. The Makita ones that we've, we've uh, used are pretty good. The Freud Industrial are pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think like, so we use a lot of Everlast blades and that's actually Ridge Carbide's like parent company. It's like they're, you know, more industrial kind of line. Um, but the pricing is really good and I'm pretty sure that they make track saw blades. I'd like to try those out. Yeah. Cause I think I needed one cause I was just getting some crazy tear out and I think I just went on Amazon, grabbed something. Mm -hmm. It wasn't much better than the Makita crap one that was on there that yeah. was already like not crap but it was already dull was dull yeah yeah yeah. So. yeah i just sent out a makita those the silver makita ones that come with the saw seem to be pretty good quality yeah i think they're made in china but they're 
they're pretty good for, you know, for like a $40 blade or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of people using those white track saw blades. Um, I can't think of the name. I think it starts with an O. Oh, like it. Not Oshlin. Yeah. No, that might be Ocean. it. Ocean. Ocean. O-S-H-I-N or okay. something like that. Yeah. I, that, that's one of the ones I got. It yeah. Was like, but it was silver and it had like green on it. Hmm. Makes the one I got. And it wasn't wasn't too much better. No. So maybe it's just wrong teeth or Yeah. I don't like any blade that has like paint on like the Diablo, like that red paint. Yeah. It's on everything. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's like an anti stick. It's like, well, that that part of the saw really shouldn't ever be touching the wood. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> cooking an egg on, right. the, on the blade, you know. <laughs> like the teeth are wider than the plate of the saw for a reason. Yeah. Like if if that is touching the wood, it means that your blade is wobbly. Right. And pinching and mm-hmm. which certainly happens, but uh oh. Also want to thank our sponsor, Unita. Um, you can go to sandpaper.com and use the coupon code joinery15 and save 15%. Uh if you do go buy something, make sure you use that so that they know that we sent you. And uh yeah, great stuff. We've been using the three by four sanders a ton. And looking at looking at another sander. Not sure if we're gonna go with Unita or somebody else, but we like to try, try a little bit of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I think did nice, just an all purpose sander. Mm-hmm. Like I've got the big Rotex and yeah, it's okay. It's really like, it's gotta be like a rough, like I used it on those doors that I'm restoring yeah. to like, with like 80 grit right. and it like really took it off fast. But like, you can't finish sand with that. No, it's too big and, yeah. and doesn't have a fine enough orbit. Yeah. So I think I need to get like a ETS or mm-hmm. some kind of orbitable. Orbitable. <laughs> that's a new one. That's the that's the, the high end one. Yeah. I like that we got a couple of air sanders. I mean you need a massive compressor, but we got a couple of air sanders. They're pretty good. They're good for that in between. Like they sell them with a finer orbit. We got with a three sixteenths orbit, I think. Um so it's like somewhere between like the ETS and the Rotex. Okay. So it's good for like that, you know. Up to like say 150, 180, yeah. and then I would go to the even finish sanding. Like if I want, if I was going to finish sand at 180, I'd use the ETS because it's got smaller orbit, but right. um, it's got good ergonomics. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I got the Rotex because I was like, oh, this thing can just do, do everything. everything. And yeah, it's like, ugh. it's you know, you can't you mess with the suction settings and all that. Still get swirls. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I did everything right. The Rotex does a lot of. It yeah, makes a lot of it's, swirls. It's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's working on something and you're like, "Oh, it looks so good," and then put the finish on. You're like, "Where those come from?" All oh, these pigtails. Yeah. Yeah, the little squiggly lines and. And the thing with the Rotex, like you know, with the ETS, if you put it down, for the most part, it'll just sit there. The Rotex, it goes like this and falls over. Right. Because it's so back heavy. Yeah. So you have to counteract that as you're sanding yeah um and it has so much power that it wants to just get away from you anyway right so yeah that's that's the thing about the dyna braid is you're on top of it and you're you have to push the paddle down um so it, it puts you in like a and same thing with the unita it puts your hand in like a very controlled um place yeah you know hmm. have to check something out have to check that out because i have the 92 which that's a complete waste of a tool. <laughs> I mean, I, it's great. I, you know, I, I use it, but not, not often enough to 
warranty the money spent. Yeah, like a so ninety is what? It's like three, a little it's bit bigger a than three. Small one, yeah. yeah. Three and a quarter, I think, somewhere in there. Yeah, because three would be seventy six. Um, seventy six millimeters. I was looking at that for so the the sander that I want to get is for like on site stuff for scribing fillers and stuff. Okay. Use it with like whatever like sixty grit. Yeah. Uh, instead of like a belt sander, or I use a power planer, um, just better dust collection, a little bit slower than a power planer, so you yeah. can like really like work up to the line. So like the Rotex ninety is on that list, but it just seems too big. Like to hold it upside down, with one is, hand yeah. seems it's still still a little large. Yeah. yeah, and I even got the. I mean, it came with the little triangle pad on it. Mm-hmm. Too. So that's nice to get into the little corners. Yeah, that's the best thing about that. It's not a triangle, but it's a square or rectangle, the three by four sander. Yeah. Like door panels and stuff, you can't get in there with an orbital. No. And good luck like hand sanding and then using the orbital. Like it never comes out no, right. It doesn't. Yeah. It's always uneven. And you, you run into the edge one time with the orbital. Yeah. And the whole thing is jacked up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what we were just talking about. There were little, little lines on that it just show up mm-hmm. randomly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, God forbid you get like, a little something on the sandpaper and it's making all these crazy swirls. Yeah. Nothing worse than sanding. Yeah. I've been like going through different kinds of sandpapers and stuff. I mean, obviously you get the Rotex, you want to use their paper, mm-hmm. but I was, I used like the, the thin stuff. It's almost like see-through. It's like the, almost like a mesh. Oh, okay. I got some of those and that seemed to work pretty well. I used it on a, they don't get caked up. Yeah. The mesh is good for dust collection for sure. But I found that um, the problem with the mesh is the Velcro actually goes through it a little bit. Yeah. And then it it cuts it off basically. And then like it ruins the pad. Yeah. So you have to use that in, be- that in between pad. Correct. And then you got this like spongy. Yep. So it's like you can't win. Yeah. And there's just so many attachments. It's like, oh, do I use the. The blue head, or the blue pad, or the black pad, or the green pad. Or, but like, I just want to pick it up, have sandpaper on it, and sand. Yeah. I guess it's too much to ask yeah. nowadays, you know? Well, yeah. Especially with festivals, all about the, the accessories. Yeah. A lot. I did get there. Uh, I do have one tool I got that I really enjoy is the router. They're 1400. Oh, yeah. The 1400 is nice. We have the 1010. Yeah. Which is a little, little, uh, quarter inch. Okay. Yeah. I like it so far. It's better than like the, the big, the Walt one I had. Yeah. Yes. It's it's nice and it works. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, just made to work. I like it. Yeah. The festival routers are sweet. They have that little like kickstand. So if you're like routing on top of something, you can bring it down. So it rests on whatever, you know, the table or whatever so that it stays flat. And, uh, the dust collection is so good. You know, people, I mean, I'm not like a Festool fanboy and, you know, I'm willing to point out where I see fault, but some people like hate on Festool so bad. It's like, you've clearly never used some of these tools because they're so well designed. They really are. Yeah. um, You know, that OF 1010 for a quarter inch router, I I doubt that there's a better quarter inch router. Yeah, probably not. It's, I mean, it's so good. Yeah. The plunge, everything. I mean, it's set up so nice. All the little know features that they don't have yeah the way they have the um insert in the middle for the dust collection it's it's so good yeah yeah i like you know i've slowly been picking a tool here and there from them 
Now I got a big, nice big stack. Mm-hmm. So I've just been wheeling that around the shop. <laughs> I think it's the hardest part about having a shop is you get all these tools and now you got to, especially in a small shop, you got to move this to get to that. Yep. Oh, I want to do this. Great. Okay. I got to do it all now because then I have to move everything so I could do the next step. That was like in the old oh. shop. If I wanted to cross cut eight, an eight foot piece, or not even eight foot, it could be like probably seven foot piece of plywood, I had to move the shaper. Yeah. But moving a shaper is not that easy. It's no. heavy. Yeah. Um, and there's not really anywhere to move it to. Right. So it's like you could get like 24 inches maybe. Yeah. But if you had to do bigger than that, you're out of luck. Yeah. Well, in the old shop we had, so when you would walk in from the outside the shop through the garage door, you could, the table saw was running that way. Mm-hmm. So I could run it, you know, outside the, sh- the garage all the way through. And now it's on the other side. So it backs up to the wall. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have it nine feet. The blade is like nine right. feet from the wall. So I can <laughs> at least get one sheet. But if I ever have to cut anything longer than that, I'm screwed. <laughs> like yeah. turn it around. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Put it at a little bit of an angle. Cut a hole in the back of the wall. Or something. We had that at the old shop. Well, on the miter saw because yeah. we uh, moved it. So the wall, you know, it was like uh, in a corner almost like this. And we had like four feet or something. And then on the other side, it would hit this thing. So we cut a hole in the wall. And I had like a little trap door yeah. that would flip up yeah. and it could go inside <laughs> the wall. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, what we're doing. We had to cut a hole in the wall for the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. You have one of those little, those little portable ones. You oh, have yeah, to yeah. vent it somehow. Yep. So that was like, you know, you hook up a dryer vent and you hook up a magnetic thing and put a little, it's a lot of extra work. That that was like the, we had the laser like that. It went out the wall at the old shop and vented the smoke. Yeah. Here I have, <clears throat> there's a window upstairs. So there's like all this duct work that goes up, up the stairs and out the window. <laughs> so I don't know if you could smell it when you got here, but uh, I had, I had the laser off for, I don't know, maybe a half hour or so, but uh, when that thing's running, you go outside, you could smell. It smells like a campfire. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's nice. I'm sure everybody likes it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not worried about them. <laughs> How do you like now, though, in the shop the area? It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Keensburg has a reputation of being uh, yeah. rough around the edges. It's not so bad. This this section, you know, this is Main Street, so it's pretty, it's pretty um, civil here. Right. But, you know, you get a little further in and some of the spots, it, it can get pretty rough, but... Um, we haven't had any issues. We had some kids like graffiti the wall and stuff like that, but nothing crazy. Yeah. And we had, I actually grew up, not grew up, but I was born in East Kingsburg. Really? Yeah. So right down the road on Ocean Ave. That's uh, it. Oh, that's like where that school is, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 I think Ocean Ave school. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't remember it cause it was two when we moved. So mm-hmm. I grew up around here. Yeah. My, uh, my mother-in-law actually lived like across the street from the shop over there at one point. Really? Yeah, like back in like the 80s or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Keensburg's always had like a, I mean, this was like a, a hot spot in the like early 1900s to the 50s. Yep. People would take the ferry from New York and yeah. like, you know, they'd have houses here for the summer yeah. and, you know, like anything, neighborhoods change and and uh, not always for the better. That's true. Yeah. Yep. We had... uh we used to go to Keensburg Amusement Park every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never been. My my uh, mother-in-law took my son once. He had a good time. Um, they have some roller coaster there that was on like the History Channel or something. Some Really? Yeah, like one of those. Old uh, school. 
antique kind of yeah. like a uh not American Pickers, but one of the spinoff shows. Right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nice place when you're got a little ones. Yeah. You, know? but you can outgrow it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I think. I haven't been back in a long time though. Have you been to uh what's the new place in Jackson? Adventure America or something? Is that what's called? Oh, down by right Six by Flags. Six Flags. We haven't. We've. I mean, we've been there because that's where all the good restaurants are mm-hmm. uh, and the outlets. But yeah, I haven't been to that in that bubble yet. I'm not even really sure what, what it's like golf or something. Well, they have golf. They're doing a top golf, but that's in like the back. Uh, so the the big dome. It's kind of like one that they have at Capelli. They do like sporting events and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. But they haven't really gotten around to it yet. We're hoping yeah, they yeah. open like a really nice academy there. Yeah. So we don't have to drive 40 minutes. We <laughs> drive like 10. Yeah. But I mean, we'll it would make sense. Yeah. Every every good team is kind of far from us. They've been teasing that place for years. Yeah. They had a, um, I don't know if you ever drive on 33, but on 33, there's like this Airstream dealer. And across the street from it, they had a, um, like a shipping container, but like on the body of, not the body, but the back part of a um, tractor trailer and just sitting there and it said, whatever it's called, Adventure USA or something like that. that. I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, it's like coming soon. Yeah. And that's not even like really close to Jackson. No, not at all. Um, I know you're talking about like Manalapin or something. Yeah. Well, the Manalpa, Millstone. Yeah, like, Millstone, yeah, past Manalpa. It's Colonial Airstream. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. There's like a, like a Kawasaki dealer or something yeah. on the other side. Yeah, I have a up. friend that works there. He's, yeah. There's a big YouTube guy too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think you told me about Pat, that guy. Yeah. Patrick, yeah. I went to school, went to high school with him, and then I helped him do the, uh, his cabinets in his mm-hmm. van. Airstreams are pretty cool. Yeah. I wouldn't They're spend the money on one. It's so expensive. We did a table in one um, for a client a lot that like you know it like folds down or yeah. whatever yeah, he he bought like an old one i mean because they get some that people bring him in all the time to just sell them like old ones mm-hmm. he, he got one a smaller one and he actually redid it all inside it was, it's amazing it's great yeah that'd be cool my wife wants a camper so bad i'm like mine too like she doesn't like to camp <laughs> thank you yeah yeah we passed one the other day and she's like oh look that camper's for sale i'm like that thing's bigger than our house i'm like it costs more than our house. Yeah. Too. Like, come on. And then they're like, you know, like a tin can. Yeah. Like they're not made very well. No. Like if you buy like a, whatever, a, a Coleman or right. I don't know what the other brands are, but yeah, there's like a lot. Bliss was saying he rented one for Maker Camp one yeah. year. He's like, this thing's like made out of aluminum foil. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about doing that because every year I always miss, like the first year it was so quiet. There was like maybe a hundred people there. I think <laughs> so rooms weren't. Now it's sold out day after it yeah. ends. Yeah, I called it like nine oh five, and they're like, "Up, oh, sold out." I'm like, "All right," because I did not stay in the the greatest of. Oh, were you at rooms. the at the Wesley House or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, it was like the Shits Bates Creek. Motel. It was like Shit's Creek. You know, <laughs> I haven't you, seen it, but I, you yeah, have, I get the oh reference. If you've watched it, you know exactly what I stayed in. Well, yeah, Corey from CT Woodwork. He saw like a spider so big in his room that he went and slept in his truck. Yeah. Yeah, and the smell, like nose just burning because you know there's mold in the bathroom. Oh yeah, so you know who stays in those places? Like I did. Like, but but aside from like Maker Camp (laughs) time, you know that's like their overflow. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, like in the summertime to like, yeah, we're going to the Catskills and that's where you're staying. Yeah, I think that's more like winter, like when they have all the skiing going on, I think uh, maybe it's more of a, more used, but I don't know. There's some upkeep needs to be made. I guess, yeah, maybe the smell isn't as bad in the winter when it's cold. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah, some of those rooms um, need some upgrades. Yeah. But it's a, it's a fun trip. I'm glad I got to go again this year. Last year we had to bail. Mm-hmm. Maker camps, yeah, it's a, it's an experience. I think if you uh, if you haven't gone, it's worth going at least one time. One, yeah, yeah. I've been all years except for last year. Didn't make it. Yeah, uh, I think what three years now we went. Yeah, because my second year was your guys' first year. Yep, and that was uh, the technically the third year, right? And the, but the second year was online or something yeah the second year they canceled it because of covid yeah so yeah that was the year i was like oh, i'm gonna go to this and this and then it's like no nope, not canceled 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 yeah. yeah i went to kbis and then workbench con and then it was like then everything shut down yeah like immediately after workbench con yeah because i was had tickets to go to spring make oh yeah yeah so i was like yeah i can't go to both like i gotta go to one or the other and i was like i went to workbench con once I'll just go to spring make this time. And it canceled. I was like, dang, I didn't get to do anything. <laughs> but I know workbench con is going on right now. Right? Yeah. I think, uh, does it technically start today or, or tomorrow? Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Workbench con is one of those things where I think one time is enough. Yeah. That was my like first, I did a couple maker fairs and then I went to, uh, that's where I met Jimmy was at maker fair. Mm-hmm. And then, for the first time I met him. And then we did Workbench Con right after that. And it was, it's okay. But I mean, it's 200 people that do what you do and they're vying yeah. for this exact same 10 to 12 to 20 vendors. That yeah, are there. I know. So, you know. And now I think it's like 500 people. Yeah. And it's a lot. It's, a lot. it's very expensive. And there's a lot of ego involved, I, I feel like. You know, you got to deal with a lot of people who are a little full of themselves. Yeah. Yep. Yep. A lot of um, chest puffing and peacocking going on. Yeah. I've got this many subscribers. Yeah. Congratulations. Good for you. <laughs> you put videos up. People like, uh, you know, they don't outright say it, but it's like, you don't know who I am kind of thing. Right. Right. Why are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten that a couple times. I gave, I was the first year I had just put out that pocket hole workstation thing mm-hmm. and I gave plans someone to one of those type people because they had asked and I was like, sure. And it's like, oh yeah, I was thinking about making one of these myself. And I'm like, oh, okay. So when I see my design on your page, you know, right. but it is what it is. John talks about that too. It's like, you know, we'll talk about something or, or do something or he'll, he'll do something. It's like, man, I got to like make a video about this so that somebody doesn't just take my idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I got to put my name on it before somebody else takes it. Right. Right. Like I have, I've got, I've talked with a couple people about something that I'm going to incorporate into this. It's kind of like a miter station. Mm-hmm. It's cabinets with a miter station, a miter salt on it. Right. So it's not, you know, based around it, but there's a feature that I want to put on it that I haven't seen done yet. And I've only told like, don't say I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> but I like I talked to Chris from make everything. Yep. And uh, he's been a really good friend to me over the years. Got me really started going and everything. And uh, like I told him, he's like, Oh, that's great. You got to do it. 
I think that was like three years ago, four <laughs> years ago. And I, I told him the other day, I was like, I got to send him a message. being like, hey, I'm finally going to do it, you know, so. You're going to start shooting the video and then you're going to get like a, it's going to pop up on your YouTube, like. Yeah. The ultimate miter saw. Exactly. It's going to be like, dang it. No, I had that. It was coming. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I got to get back into it. I haven't, I don't think it's been two years since I did a video. Like I tried to record a lot before I had the shoulder surgery, the mm-hmm. replacement. And that's when I was doing those videos with John. Yep. And uh, I got back and I just, I like I, during recovery, I was just doing small videos like that I filmed already. And they just never, I know they just never took off. And I would did like one every week mm-hmm. for like a good eight weeks. And it's just, it didn't pick up back again and stuff happens, life happens. And I just haven't put another one out yet. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's easy to get burnt out. Like Instagram I'm lucky if I post every, not even once a month. Yeah. Cause I just get burnt out. I'm, I'm yeah. in here trying to get stuff done, you know? Exactly. And that's the thing too. Like if you're trying to build out your shop. If you're trying to record all this, it's going to take three times as long. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then you're, you're trying to think about the shot and what you're going to yep. say and how it's going to, you know, um, be combined to become this little movie uh, for lack of a better term. Then you're losing focus on the project itself. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. then you make mistakes. Yep. And- yeah. So I actually like with these, you know, when you're building a cabinet, you don't need to watch me build five cabinets or 15 or 20, 30 drawers. Like one. Yeah. That's enough. And then you keep, then I shut the camera off and then I just like crank out the other 30. Yeah. Know? 30 seconds of each little yeah. task. You yeah. know, that's yeah. like, you know, when John comes by, same thing. We'll, uh, you know, you usually shoot like a lead in to what's about to happen and then you get a little footage of the thing and then he just comes back in when I'm wrapping up, you know what I mean, and going yeah. on to the next thing. Yeah. See, one thing I don't do is I don't actually talk to the camera during the build. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helps me out a little bit. Yeah. I think I probably do better. People might like him better if I did something like that. You know, this is why I'm doing this rather than just say it during the voiceover. Yeah. So... You feel, um, do you do, do you edit the video and then do the voiceover or yeah. do you do them kind of at the same time? No, I've, I've been doing the video, editing all the video down. Because then sometimes if you do the audio and the video and like try to cut them all together at the same time, the audio tends to be longer than the actual clip you're working on. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get the whole sentence out, you're already like three steps down the road. That's what I was going to say. Like I've tried to like do it on like an Instagram reel or something. I have a hard time like trying to, to fit what I'm trying to say, like into the allotted amount of time. Yeah. I definitely do it after, um, I tried doing it and then, you know, in the beginning and tried doing it one way, you know, but it's all about time. Mm -hmm. Like everybody wants to do the Jimmy Duresta video where it's just time-lapse time-lapse and just crank it up and just no talking, no nothing. And you know, not everybody's Jimmy. Yeah, I think that ship has sailed. Like he he did it, and now it's like you can't do it anymore. No, you know, right? That was his thing. Yep. And um, it was so popular because it really hadn't been done, right? I guess before. Yeah. You know, and he did his like the voiceover ones were on his Patreon page. Mm. So, but yeah, I mean, everybody's. I'd, I'd love it to just have someone record i don't have to worry about it yep have to edit that'd be awesome 
that's what we always said. It's like, man, you know, cause like when our social media started to pick up a little bit a couple of years ago, said like, man, I would love to just have like a full-time cameraman just, you know, yeah. because it's so easy to document what's going on. But if you're trying to do both, like do the thing and document it, it's next to impossible. One of them is going to be done half-assed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's going to make things take so much longer. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, this today's craftsman thing is great because John does the the filming and the editing and, you know, we do the, you know, uh, and, you know, John gets in the videos too, but for the most part, we're doing whatever is being filmed and it's just it's great. And he really enjoys that. And yeah. I really enjoy this. So it's a great combination. Yeah. Have John come over and film a video for me. Yeah. John, John is going to have like six channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, was fun. I like doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. John's fun to shoot with. He's, he's good at, um, you know, leading, leading you yeah. to water. Yeah. You know, he's like, what do you think about this? You know, he's just, uh, he's got an eye for how the video. Yep. Me, it's like, <laughs> he's got like a storyboard in his head. It's like, yeah. if I tried to do it, it'd just be all over the place. I mean, when you do as many videos as he's done, yeah, you get like to understand what works, what doesn't work. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Cause it, and that's the thing is like, I love doing it and I love putting out the videos and everything. It's just it's so much work. And then now it's been so long. And I'm like, how did I do that? How did I set up that project in Final Cut? How mm-hmm. did I do, th- you know? And the game's changing every two weeks, yeah. you know, as to... I, I have zero shorts on my YouTube channel. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I haven't put a video out in so long. Like, I could take the videos and cut them down and make them shorts, but it's, that's how long it's been since I've done a video. Since, yeah. Maybe that's what you should do is just put out a bunch of shorts. Yeah. Because, I mean, you never know. The most... Um, unexciting little 30 second clips are the ones that go millions yeah. of we have one on the Today's Craftsman now that's got like 260,000 it's just like John cutting a little miter on the miter slit I made like we thought it was going to go nowhere it's just like oh, I might as well just throw this up yeah why not and next thing you know it's like picked up like a thousand yeah thousand followers yeah it's crazy I mean I'm still it's still the channel's still growing, but I mean, I'm not anywhere near like some of these people, like they started well after I did and they're already over a hundred, 200,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it's these, you know, like KJ saw this, like he started YouTube late, mm-hmm. but he's just, he already had such a big following on Instagram that his channel just blew up overnight. Yeah. It's funny how like some people on, like some people are pretty proportional on platforms and then some people are like way swing and like you might have somebody on YouTube who's got like hundreds of thousands of subs and then but on Instagram they're like relatively unknown. It's right. crazy how there's like sort of this separation sometimes. Yeah. And then with sponsors, it's you know, oh, how many Instagram you follow? It's like, well, I've only have like two thousand. Mm-hmm. But I've got like this many thousand on YouTube. And they still, you know, it's, it's some like YouTube, some like yeah. Instagram, TikTok. Know, TikTok. Are yeah. you on TikTok? I am, but I, again, I think I've got, if I have 10 videos on there, that's a lot. Yeah. I had, I started one for green street. You know, you always start out gung ho. You're like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure I cross post everything here Oh yeah, because people are making money on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and Facebook apparently, um, 
But then, you know, like anything, it fizzles out. Yeah. Today's, I started one for today's craftsman a couple of weeks ago. I posted like four things and then I haven't been on it since. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, we got like nine followers. Yeah. Like when I moved in, I'm like, oh, the shop's coming along. You know, we got so many projects to go. And then it's like crickets for like six, to eight months. And I'm like, yeah, here's the project, this picture of this. Like we have electrical done, you know, and it, they're like, wait, who are you again? Yeah. <laughs> the You know, and then I see people at Maker Cam. They're like, oh, dude, hey, how's it going? I haven't seen you in a while. Like you still doing stuff. I'm like, well, I'm here. So yes, it's just not posted. <laughs> just hasn't been documented. Yeah. 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 You know, life gets in the way and mm -hmm. life changes happens and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you got to focus on the most important things. You can't always, you know, things have to take a back seat sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Everything takes a back seat to soccer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just wait till he's in high school. It's a lot now can't imagine not looking forward to it <laughs> well you have any closing words for all our fine listeners don't don't really just try to keep making stuff you know like i still make stuff i've done a bunch of projects i did a flower cart for a local florist in uh, allentown oh nice and she's great um i've got did a couple projects for like people I work with and stuff like that. And like a Christmas tree box stand thing, mm -hmm. you know, but again, I took pictures and I did that, not video, just pictures. Had I post them? No, not yet. I have plans to post them <laughs> all though. You know, it's the intention that matters. It really is. It's just attention or intentions don't pay the bills. That's true. So I still collect a little, a little bit of a check every month from YouTube, mm -hmm. which is nice. Yeah. What do they say? Uh, all the pennies add up. They do. Yeah. Even like the couple 30, 40 bucks from Amazon affiliate yeah, yeah. helps, you know? Yeah. So it, it's nice. I actually went through and figured out how much like a video actually made. And I'm like, oh, well, that definitely was worth, you know, making the video and this, mm -hmm. that, you know, doing the plans. Because that's the other thing. You got the plans. And yeah. Put it on your website and put it here and put it there. And it's a lot. Yeah, and then you can put ads on the website and get yeah. your Google AdSense there yeah. and blog and, you know, it's like anything. It's a full-time job. Exactly. That's the thing. You got to try and find the time to figure it all out and do it. And, you know, let's be honest, at the end of the day, we're all tired. Yeah, exactly. It's been a couple of days. I'm like, all right, I just got to go out to the shop. And I do. And then I'm like, all right, this is fun. I got the, you know, I had a day off and I just made drawer boxes all day. Mm -hmm. Film one and then build the rest of them. That was like the website. I've been putting that off. It's been on my, I have like a little list on a uh, note of all the stuff I got to do. Yeah. And it's been on there. Today's craftsman website. And it's just been there. Yeah. It's just been there. Yeah. <laughs> and so finally today I just buckled down and did it. Yeah. You know? and, and I actually, I haven't touched my website in a while, which is sad because that's what I do full time. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> if anybody knows they should be maintaining their website, updating this, it's me. And I just, too busy doing everybody else's website. You're the shoemaker whose uh, children don't yeah. have shoes. Yeah. He has cleats though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has cleats. <laughs> More than one pair, I'm sure. <sighs> yeah. You got turf, you got firm ground. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> nuts. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. You're one thanks. of our most, um, most, uh, I always struggle with trying to find a word for this. You've been on the show some of the most times out of anybody. I think this three, three or four times. Three or four. Yeah. Yeah. I think, Maybe two. 
No, definitely no, two. This is probably three. Three. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely at least three. Because I came in once when you had someone else here. You had three people working here. Oh, Rich was with us then. Yeah. Oh, wow. And then. And then you came in either. When it was just you and Rob. Right, either right before or right after your shoulder surgery. I think right Bef- after. Was it? Bef- no, it was before because I went and did a video with John and then came right over. Okay. Because, yeah. So that was, yeah, it was right before. That was in 2020. Wow. Yeah. Been a couple of years. Crazy. Yeah. Time flies. We've been at this podcast for that long. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Well, we appreciate everybody listening. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully you enjoyed and uh, see you next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We truly appreciate you listening. If you want to support the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with your friends or consider subscribing to our Patreon. We'll see you next week.